I'm Katie. And this is I'm Not Scared, You're Scared. A horror movie podcast. Hey, horror fans. If you like what you're hearing, follow us on Instagram at I'm Not Scared, You're Scared. Please subscribe on Spotify or iTunes and give us a great rating. It'll help spread the word. Thank you. Thanks for joining us. We are talking about Poltergeist <laughs> um, from 1982. Poltergeist. Um, I know a few. I only. <laughs> I should have thought of the actors like who was in it, but I know Craig T. Nelson and Joe Beck Williams. <laughs> yes, Dominique Dunn, Heather O'Rourke, Zelda Rubinstein. Good. Yeah. Good for you. <laughs> okay, so I don't just keep like wanting to get out of my notes. All right. So before we begin, we can do what's new with you. Indeed, Meredith. What is new with uh, you? Well, I just cleaned up dog pee. Yeah. The dog was like protesting my presence Katie, Katie in the house. Here. I feel I feel responsible <laughs> for that doggy accident on the rug. I think that it was yeah. it was directed at me. She hasn't had accidents in weeks and weeks. And then she looked at Katie and she's like, you know what? This is bullshit. It's tinkle time. <laughs> uh, pee on uh, the floor. On the Star Wars rug. She's like, usually mom and I cuddle and you're cutting into my cuddle time <laughs> <laughs> at this time. Uh, what else is new? Uh, my best friend's coming to visit tomorrow from Portland. <gasps> Hooray! So I'm excited. The kids are with me um, all spring break. So your so. spring break is this coming week as well? Mm-hmm. Okay, so yeah. is ours. Yeah. And we're just going to be like putzing around here. The boyfriend's going to make uh, some brisket. We're going to play tourist here, like go walk around on the beach. And my son asked to go to some museums, art museums. and What a nerd. Yeah, I know. It's one of the reasons I love him so much. Um, <laughs> And maybe aquarium, so we'll see. Uh, I think I think it'll be fun and a nice break after all the crazy work and all that. I'm pretty tired. This, it feels like this week has been four weeks crammed into one. <laughs> so, what's new with you, Katie? Um, well, I mean, nobody's peed on my rug lately that I know Never of. Ever, Um But yeah, no, I'm I'm excited for spring break too. Ours just um, just started. I had today off and and next week and saying that we're not we're not really we're not going anywhere really doing anything so just kind of hanging out and relaxing a bit um so that'll be nice and then um last weekend uh was crazy because uh grace had a volleyball tournament in vegas and Mm -hmm. um it necessitated me uh missing a day of school which under different circumstances i would have said okay well her dad can take her then but of course her brother had a hockey tournament in LA the same weekend that her dad was already going to be gone for. So I go to try and find a sub to cover me for one day. Yeah. I went through five people. Ultimately the vice principal ended up covering my class for the day Yeah, because I could not find anyone. There are no subs, everybody. No subs. If you're not a hooligan or a scoundrel yeah. and you have a, a you bachelor's have a clean degree, record um yeah you take n- your sea best or not even now no i think no. they're just taking any warm body basically that's if you take like a babysitter training course they will let you sub a class <laughs> yeah and it's the they're paying a lot like yeah. well, my district's doing like 170 something yeah. care of her it's a lot because yeah. they're like so desperate so for sure um but yeah so then we had um 
the tournament was Friday, Saturday, Sunday games. And so we had to fly to Vegas on Thursday. So it was like school bell rings, haul us to the airport, get to Vegas Thursday night. And then, um, it, you know, it was like, it was pretty stressful. I was, I was concerned about, you know, the, my lesson plans and everything that was going on at school and then the travel and the games and, you know, getting from one casino to the other, cause we weren't staying at the same a, a resort that the tournament was taking place at. And it all felt very like uncertain. And that's not something I do well. I'm really uncomfortable with things that I'm not, I haven't like already done and I'm familiar with. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it was. I was not looking forward to the trip. Um, I didn't really enjoy the start of it. Um, but by the end, like, you know, we got to spend some pool time. And my sister-in-law and her husband actually flew to Vegas from Chicago to see Grace play. Mm-hmm. Um, and I hadn't seen them since Christmas. So I got to visit with them. And so it ended up being a fun weekend. But mm-hmm. I, it was like... Not a trip I was looking forward to. Everybody is like, oh, you know, I've got a volleyball tournament in Vegas this week. And they're like, oh, my God, that's something. I'm like, no, I'm not yeah. happy about this. Sounds this sounds terrible. Yeah. Um, but we got through it. And uh, like you said, there was there was some enjoyable parts. And um, yeah, and now it's spring break. So the other notable thing I would say about this visit to Vegas that I don't know if you noticed since I had my sweatshirt on when I came in was these bad boys. My, Did you get punched? Yeah, so I have these like pretty uh, wicked bruises on one arm that were from we went on the roller coaster at New York, New York, mm-hmm. and I'm a big arms in the air roller coaster person. Mm-hmm. And at the very beginning of the roller coaster, there was a pretty significant kind of like jerk from side to side that slammed my arm into the side of the like seat casing. Uh-huh. Um, and so now I've got these like fierce bruises on my arm. <laughs> You're like Tom, quit grabbing my arm so hard. I know, I know, and he like he was real skeptical that I could get a bruise that big from a roller coaster and he's like I think some pimp grabs you or something <laughs> you're like you know what that's my story to tell yeah. you. <laughs> don't judge me I'm on my own journey mm-hmm. oh my gosh that sounds rough yeah well I'm glad you made it back in one piece Woo-hoo, never going back again <laughs> no don't go well do other things I like Vegas okay I always get surprised at how scummy people <laughs> yeah I've, full disclosure I don't feel like I'm a judgmental person Unless I'm in Vegas. And I'm like, ooh, oh my god! Every person here is a piece of shit. <laughs> I'm like, that is the smallest skirt I've ever seen. And I yeah. feel like full on judgmental. And I usually don't feel like I'm that person, but apparently I am. Yeah, and I age. feel like stuff like that, it's, it's because in Vegas you see it so out of context. Like, you see, like, okay, this is a, you know, like stage dancer nightclub person at, like, 8 a.m. getting on the elevator to go down to brunch. Yeah. I know. And I'm like, what? I'm like, how? What time did you wake up to put those pasties on? Like, (laughs) it's, yeah. Yeah. No. It's a different, different experience. Yeah. Usually I'll, it's fun to go do like video poker or whatever. And I don't mind. See, and that's the thing is, I don't, I don't gamble at all. Like, it, Mm -hmm. my, my parents were, like painfully and abusively frugal that Mm -hmm. you know embedded in me this thing where it's like there's almost a sickness that I experience when money is wasted (laughs) I'm gonna I'm gonna throw up if you make me like go play blackjack um so that's a big thing about Vegas that I'm absolutely not showing up for so it removes a lot of the appeal that makes sense yeah yeah I don't I mean I'm very pretty for goal and then I'll play but like I, I think of it as like I'm paying for entertainment yeah you know yeah. like I think that that's how pay, you know a lot of people look at it but I'm not the, to like win you yeah know? right because like, he wins right well I did 
Last time I went, huh? I came back $400 for trip. Look at you. So I felt like not a total yeah. loser. So even if I come out with like the same amount that I left with, mm-hmm. I feel like that's a win. Right. Because you got the entertainment then for free. Yep. For See, when we, Tom and I went the first time, um, it was actually our first Thanksgiving after we got married, and we were like, we don't want to decide whose house we have to pick to go to for Thanksgiving, and, you know, one set of in-laws is going to be upset. So we're like, let's just go to Vegas for Thanksgiving. And so his dad gave us each 100 bucks to gamble with, and I was like, shit, I just made 100 bucks. And Tom's like, well, no, it's it's like to it's to gamble with. And I was like, I'm not going to wait, like, go lose it. And he's like, but it's it doesn't matter because you didn't have it before. I was like, yeah, now I have it. Like, it was just gifted to me. I'm going Mm -hmm. to, I'm going to keep it. Like, and I refused to gamble with it. And he was really irritated about it. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I can sort of see his side and yours. Yeah. Yeah, I feel, I understand both. (laughs) Well, moving on. Moving back to (laughs) Poltergeist. Poltergeist. I know, we went on a little. But you know what, listeners? You're used to this. That's what you're here for. You know what? I'm tired of your crap. You know, (laughs) quit bitching about the content of our dialogue. Yeah, and you know what? I Nobody's don't think making you listen. <laughs> no one is, and thank you. For yeah. That. Anyway, I do want to say, like, with Poltergeist, I feel, and this is something that you know you won't be able to relate to. Uh, that this movie's a little bit of a birthright for me because it it came out in my birth year. Oh yeah. There's yeah. a there's a couple of pretty pretty legendary movies that came out in '82, and and mm-hmm. I feel this is one of them. E.T. Yeah. is another one. Mine was I'm '83, so yeah. I don't know what it came out the next year. I don't know. Poltergeist 2. Pol- no. <laughs> I don't think so. Yeah, that was just a bummer. It was, like, it was fine. It was okay. We'll get there. Okay. We'll get there. All right, so I'm doing the recap this this time around. Um, so I wrote a lot on my phone. Thank you, ladies and gentlemen. Not on a giant post-its like I usually... Yeah, she's no analog this time around. All I, digital. Yeah. Although I kept, like, halfway through when I started watching it, I fell asleep. And had oh. my phone and like hit me in the face. Oh. I was like, oh. <laughs> Your phone woke you up like, and hey, I was, bitch. I know. I was like, I need She's to like, <laughs> I was like, I need to turn this off and resume later. So I did. But okay. So the movie opens with a national anthem playing on TV and static. Uh, late night TV that <laughs> I put this in like a little note that made me rem- remember hotline ads and uh, jock jams, mm-hmm. you know, compilations. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That would be like uh, playing all night long, you yeah. know. So I think that people who are, like, of this, like, younger generation don't no understand that. Like, weird stuff would play, like, Psychic Hotline, yeah. all sorts of stuff. But this is, like, even before that, where it was. nothing played. Like, I had mm-hmm. to explain that to Grace. I was like, did you know that TV stations just shut down overnight? They just, like, left. They were like, There's peace no out. no 24-hour no. anything. No. You and wait You wait static. for 5 a.m. It'll come back. Static, and then the ghosts came. Yep, and so. that's, that's, that's why they had to stop. <laughs> yeah. They had to start the all-night programming like, to protect us from the ghosts. Helping us. Okay. <laughs> so then you see uh, E-Buzz, or a dog, wandering, looking for snacks. There's a little blonde cutie pie sleeping in bed. That's a um, Carol Ann. Carol Ann. Uh, she's awakened by the dog and goes downstairs to see TV static. A mysterious mu- music's playing, and she says, hello, what do you look like? She's, like, talking to the TV. Starts yelling uh, at it. She's like, talk louder, I can't hear you. Uh, she, she's, she's like, hey, asshole, talk louder. <laughs> she's, like, talking. She awakens the whole family because she's creepily talking, giving her age, like, hands on the screen. She's like, six or five. 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 Yeah. Um, and I then the next know. morning, <laughs> the next morning, um, you see just, like, overlooking suburb division, kids playing, riding bikes, cars in the driveways. Um, there's kids, like, playing with, like, a little 
motor what's it called like a little car uh, like a, radio control radio remote control, control car. car yeah and they pull a prank on a man who's like biking with a big pallet of beer yeah because who doesn't do that right <laughs> yeah and he uh drops them and spraying beer and he runs into craig t nelson or steve's house um and they're all like watching the game the tv channels keep changing to mr rogers yelling is commencing because the, uh, the next door neighbors are changing it to the, they're on the same range as the, the, cl- remote. the clicker yeah. So, so the neighbor's changing. remote is changing the channel on their yeah. TV. and everyone's, like, mad. So mom's changing the sheets. She sees a bird is dead, and she decides to flush it, mm. only to be caught by Carol Ann. So <gasps> they make a coffin for him, and tiny Carol Ann is cute as they bury him, giving some licorice, saying, now we lay me down to sleep. <laughs> Can I have a goldfish now? I know. She, like, gets over it really fast. Yeah. Some other evening, we see Carol Ann feeding her goldfish that replaced Tweety. Uh, a nice storm is brewing with a lot of lightning. Robbie seems just really worried about the creepy tree. Uh, Wait, do we say who Robbie is? Robbie's her little brother. Older I mean, brother. Her big brother. Eight years old. Um, Yeah, he's a few years older than Carol Ann. Um, Mom tucks him in and she goes to smoke out. <laughs> yeah, oh my God, I love it. They're just getting high as yeah. shit in While their bedroom. Steve is reading a book about Ronald Reagan. <laughs> I love that, like, ju- juxtaposition, like, smoking a smoking Smoking out. a joint and reading about Reagan. I know. And then I said, yuck, in my <laughs> little notes. <laughs> Meanwhile, Robbie starts tripping over a clown. He's like, doesn't like it. He's like, ugh, yeah, it's creepy. Justifiably, why the hell would mm-hmm. you have that doll? Yeah, so he covers it with a blanket. Later, he goes to his parents' room to get help with the creepy clown. Steve tells him how to deal with the creepiness, saying, count down, and it'll be okay. Oh, that's for the storm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, and then cue more lightning. Both kids end up in the parents' room in right. bed. And then the national anthem is playing once again. The TV's on. Uh, it's 2.37 a.m. The clock radio shows, like, what time it is. Caroline wakes up to, to static. Cute, creepy music, whispers, flashes of light, smoky hands that are coming out of the TV. And they cause a ruckus, blasting the wall and shaking the house. And then, um, is, does Caroline say, they're here? Uh, yeah, that's when she uh-huh. says they're here. Yeah, and there's, like, a blast into the wall. It leaves, like, a little black spot. Yeah, but they think it's an earthquake, because mm-hmm. they when they wake up, it's just because everything's shaking. Yeah, and they're in California. So, yeah. So, um, that is, you know, for people who don't live here, that happens sometimes, yeah. and yeah. It's, it's just weird. So, the next day, you see a digger digging up the pool. Uh, the kids are being rotten. They're eating breakfast. Um... They're kind of charming. Charming rotten. Yeah. They're just like bickering and being yeah. naughty. And Diane asks um, what they're here means when Car- Carolyn had said that. And mm-hmm. she's like, I don't know. The TV people. And then um, she kind of just like, she's like, whatever. Like, because she's a little little six-year-old. Robbie's eating. Um, and then he noticed like the fork is jacked up. It's like bent up yeah, and hella all bent. weird. Yeah. Carolyn starts watching TV static. She goes and she's like, tra- and like super interested in that. Eva yeah. starts tripping about that spot that was blasting into the wall mm-hmm. and barks and he brings his toy to it. <laughs> um, and then she then she um, goes into the kitchen to, um, is it Diane? Yeah. Yeah. And then, um, let's see. Sorry, I lost my place. Mm-hmm. Uh, she goes to the kitchen and she's like, because <gasps> all of the chairs are pulled out. And... Um, well, I thought she just thinks it's the kids. She's like, what the it's hell? like, I've told you guys and then a thousand times. Like, chairs in. Yeah, and then she turns around and comes back, and then the te- the chairs are just, like, kind of all precariously stacked on the table and all weird. And she's like, and some ah! somewhat oh floating in midair, because, like, some of them have, like, two legs on the table and then two legs out in the air. In mm-hmm. air. Yeah, it's pretty crazy. Um, 
Caroline was there and she's mm-hmm. like just answering questions saying, no, uh-uh. like not really giving much of an answer to her mom. Um, Steve sells homes. He's, there's buyers commenting on the houses that all look the same. They live in like a subdivision and um, that's what he does for a living. He comes home and Diane's flipping out about um, Ed Hustle's Steve inside to see what like kind of like poltergeist craziness she's super stoked about it yeah, she she's thinks like, oh it's my like gosh, this is amazing so crazy. This you is gotta crazy. try it <laughs> chairs are moving around the kitchen carol ann has moved across the floor with her little like football helmet yeah. which is adorable no my favorite part line from that scene is when she's she's first telling steven and she was like i want you to think way back when you used to have an open mind <laughs> i know right before you like all right until reagan she's <laughs> right. quite shocked um they go to a neighbor's house and that ask if any like weird stuff is happening and the neighbors are like uh no and they're like okay bye because <laughs> they're kind of embarrassed um sorry i clicked on my notes then suddenly i said in my notes suddenly shit gets real and the rain and lightning starts up again the tree reaches in and grabs robbie and pulls them out of the house and the and rush tries to swallow him yeah he's like <laughs> in the rush to save robbie carol ann is left by herself um and then they come back in. They're looking all over her for her, and they don't have any luck finding her. Um, she's kind of in the TV in another dimension. Well, they she's not in the TV, but they can hear her. Like it's like a yeah conduit a little bit. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It's like a frequency. They can hear her. We haven't yet mentioned too that there's another. They they have an older sister, Dana. Oh. a sixteen year old older sister, yeah, Dana, Dana. Is there too? Um, in and out, she has a life. Yeah. Well, that's, yeah, she's... Well, that's, that's actually one of the notes that I had. I, I called it full house parent math, because, like, Dana's 16, mm-hmm. and Diane is 32. Yep. So, like, she, I guess she had Dana when she was 16, because that's my always my favorite thing with... In the first season of Full House, They one of the episodes is Danny Tanner's 30th birthday. Yep. And he has, um, like, 12-year-old... DJ's 12 at the beginning of that series. And mm-hmm. so, like, this guy, like, owns this massive house in San Francisco and works as, like, a you know, whatever random broadcaster and then manages to like at, at the age of 30. I was like, did, did that seem weird to anyone at the time? No, <laughs> no, it didn't. <laughs> um, so anyway, time. Oh, I did actually say that something about that. So time in to bring in the experts. They go to the UC Irvine and they talk to like a parapsychologist um, and some of her colleagues. And she asked Steve questions Steve's like, Diane says, Diane's 32. I Mm -hmm. go, what? And then teen daughter is 16. In my notes, I go, whoa. And (laughs) then Robbie and Carol Ann are in the house, too. Robbie's eight, Carol Ann's five. The team decides they're going to come check it out, um, and they want to record disturbances. And I kind of laughed about this, because one of the team members was talking about how he spent... He's like, I have footage of a disturbance. It's like a seven-hour... Uh, film of a car making its way across the floor. And then he's like, a time lapse camera. Yeah. And he's like feeling pretty impressed with himself. And then Steve opens up the kid's room, the door, and like there's a chain. Shit just it, yeah. flying everywhere. <laughs> like and records like, flying, all this other stuff. And they're like, oh, oh yeah, like a record gosh. flying. And then there's like a protractor running on the record, making yeah. the music play in midair. Yeah. It's uh, pretty nuts. So the ghost hunters, we learn the difference. Um, they kind of explain the difference between a haunting and a poltergeist. Um, like Dr. Lush, Martha Lush is her mm-hmm. name. And they kind of say, like, um, 
what was it? Like a haunting is like a person. A haunting um, is a place. Oh, a place. And it can go on for years and years, but a yeah. poltergeist is centered around a person and can and is usually a very short duration. Right. Okay. So I had that reversed. <laughs> um, then and they, so that's why they kind of freaked out. They're like, this could end at any time. And Carolyn, like, we have to get her back now because if this can just end and then she'd still, she'd be lost forever. She's lost. Right. So then they decide to start their investigation. They turn on the TV. The dog starts begging and looking up at, like, nothing. E-buzz. Good old Um, E-buzz. Diane's asking Carol if she can find her way home. She's saying, I'm afraid of the light. And Martha Lush says, like, stay away from the light. Um, Then, meanwhile, Stane is all being dramatic, like, having her hand up to her head. She's like, ah, (laughs) like that. Um, Then, suddenly, jewelry falls out of the ceiling, clocks and other stuff. It's really crazy. Um, Caroline starts to say something is coming. Then her voice fades. There's wind, and Diane feels she says that she felt Caroline like gust through her, yeah. like she, she smells goes her. Through my soul. I know. Um, <laughs> then later, one of the investigators comes downstairs and he says he was bitten, and they all um, they look at it and it looks pretty crazy, and they all decide they're going to stay the night. Diane and Doctor Lesh share uh, like some drinking time. Yeah, yeah. Um, they're like, let's. We need a couple nips here. Yeah. The night wears on. Everyone's sleeping. One of the investigators says, he's like, I'm going to go get something to eat. I said, oh, my notes. He grabs a naked steak. Right. And just plops it straight on the counter. Plops it straight on the counter. And puts it on the counter. Then it starts, the steak starts moving across the counter. And it's like like a little inchworm. Yeah. And it's like bursts out and like disgusting meat. And he had like a chicken leg in his mouth and he dropped it and he looked at it and it was like full of maggots. And he's like, ugh. And he like runs to the bathroom to like. Seemingly like to vomit or wash his face or something. And he looks in the mirror and it's like um, all these chunks kind of start coming off his face, like dripping off his Mm -hmm. skull. Uh, Meanwhile, the investigators not noticing disturbances coming down the stairs and um, that are making the meters kind of go crazy. They see an entity up at the top of the stairs and it drifts down and then goes away. And then they watch the recording and they see that there's like people and ghosts just like walking, marching down the steps. Yeah, look at all of that. All of those people. Uh, the next morning, Robbie and Eva just take off in the taxi. <laughs> I, I guess that part. It looks kind of like alone, but apparently it's supposed to be Dana's in there too, but like no one said anything about her. So. Yeah, there was no indication that Dana was in there. Yeah, I can't I think, I think they just popped Robbie in a taxi and they're sent like, him off with, to the grandma's house. They're like, peace, bye. Yeah. Um, Don't forget the dog. But in all like recaps and other like synopsis of the movie, it says Dana and Robbie leave to go to grandma's house. They're so just like, making excuses. I was like, Dana. Like, buzzed off. Yeah, well, because they say, um, like, early on, because Dana's really not around for any of the stuff after the paranormal investigators show up, and they say, oh, she's been spending a lot of time with friends. Because it was like, she's a teenager. She's just, like, pieced out of that house and mm-hmm. is just staying at friends' houses the whole time. And so that's why I think that at that point, she didn't, like, come back to leave with Robbie. Like, she's gone, and Robbie's... <laughs> I think that's just what they did. They were like, call a cab, give the cab driver 20 bucks, tell him where to drop the kid Don't. off. Murder this child. Yep. And you get a tip of two dollars. <laughs> Maybe. Two dollar tip. <laughs> if grandma's feeling generous when yeah, you get right? there. Um so one of the investigators is not coming back, the one who like ate meat and his face fell off. Yeah. He like freaked I out. I mean understandably. He's like, I'm not going back. But Dr. Lash says when she and her colleague are they're coming back and they're gonna bring help. So the next day, Steve is also like he's all tired exhausted he meets with his boss his boss is like we're gonna do more subdivisions it's gonna be amazing so much money to be had and because that's what LA is about yeah they like ha- they approach like a cemetery and he's like we're gonna move this cemetery and he's like it doesn't 
this isn't like that bad luck. And he's like, no, it's not. It's fine. We've done it before. We've done it before in 1976. And he's right like. Right under your house. I know. And he's like, oh, foreshadowing. Oh, dun, dun, dun. <laughs> that's, what I, that's not the boss didn't say that. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. That's, like, an, that's an editorial yeah. comment. He didn't. The boss didn't say foreshadowing. Um, so cue our famous median. Tangina, she comes and Steve is uh, skeptical. Yeah. But she seems to know what she's doing. She sees her psychic abilities and discovers that Carol Ann is alive and nearby. And there are spirits around her, including an evil spirit, too, who she calls, like, the beast. Mm-hmm. Uh, it wants the other spirits to stay confused and it keeps Carol Ann there to confuse them. T- Tangina says that the portal in the other dim- dimension is, is through Carol Ann and Robbie's bedroom. She tests her theory by using tennis balls and then they fall through the living room ceiling and they're all slimy the plan is then set in motion so tangina is going to tie a rope around herself to get carol ann and like jump into the portal mm-hmm. but then um dan insists on going because she says like carol ann is not going to go with you um yeah. and then Tangina's is like you're right you up here you go no no it's like because she goes you've never done this before and then diane goes neither of you and then tangina goes you're right. You go. You're right. You go. So then Tangina then gets the spirits away from Carolyn, and then Diane is able to pull, be, get pulled through Carol, uh, through the portal with Carolyn, but not before the demon, and I put in quotes, shows, it, shows its ugly mug to Steve. Hella ugly mug. <laughs> yeah. Um, so Diane and Carolyn get put in the bathtub, and this everything seems to be okay. And then Tangina says her famous line, this house is clean. <laughs> um, or is it? That's what I added. Uh, the family's packing up. They're planning to move away. Uh, Steve tells Diane that he's going to go um, work, go to work and just take care of some loose ends. He makes it clear this family's not staying another night in that shithole. Um, Diane decides to, like, color her hair. She's relaxing in the tub. The kids are trying to fall asleep. Robbie keeps looking at the clown in the chair, and he, does, I think he th- tries to throw a blanket, and then it misses. Well, it's, um, so it's a jacket, and mm-hmm. this is one of the, like, many, because he has Star Wars shit all over his room, which mm-hmm. is hilarious. Um, but it's because the jacket has Chewbacca on the back of it. Oh, yeah. And so, like, the first time when he throws it over the clown, then it's, like, instead of the clown's face, it's Chewbacca's it's face. Chewbacca's face! <laughs> yeah. Ah, yeah. I thought that was kind of funny. I was like, ha, ha, funny. Um, so, but then he, like, looks back again, and it's, nothing's there. The clown is gone. Mm-hmm. So he's trying to, like, look for it. He's like, oh, like, getting freaked out. And he, like, then he looks under the bed. He pulls up the whatever bed skirt and nothing's there. We're all like as if you were like, oh, and then nothing uh, is nothing. there. So he sat up and then the it's right clown, behind him. Yeah, the clown's right behind him. He's like, I'm gonna strangle you. That's what the clown was probably thinking. Yeah. That's um, the vibe he was giving off. He yeah. wasn't talking. Yeah, so then it starts <laughs> to attack him. The kids are being attacked by the demon. Um, because it's not apparently not finished with them. Yeah. Uh, Diane the tries, house was not clean. Right. The Diane tries to go get them, but she's thrown around herself. She's able to break free, but then falls down the stairs. She's prevented from going back up. Like, the railing's been electrified, and she's, like, shocked. and Thrown so she, backwards. <laughs> yeah. She she goes, runs out of the house to go and get help. There's, like, a storm, rain. It's crazy. Um, and she is, like, all muddy, and they're digging that hole in the backyard for that pool, and she falls into the pool, and then there's a ton of, like, skeletons and all this shit and coffins and stuff popping up, and it's, like, freaking her out. And Meanwhile, the kid's uh, room 
in there is a gross, I said, gross, slimy door entrance that's trying yeah. to suck the kids in. It's like all yeah, it kind of <laughs> turns into like a throat almost, but like yeah. very, like fleshy, gooey stuff around the edges. Yeah, it remind me of like. I don't know, like a vagina. squid, squid tentacle. <laughs> like, ugh. oh yeah, because it yeah. does then have things like crawling out to try and grab them and pull them in. Yeah, it's it's pretty gross. Um, so she, but Diane is she sees her neighbor, she begs him to help, and they're like, no, we're we're not, we're not going in there. That's crazy. She manages to rescue the kids, and they're trying to run out again. Then like skeletons and coffins and shit start popping out of the the ground, uh, kind of trying to stop them but they're able to get out um dana returns from her date with a giant hickey on her neck <laughs> yeah and then she starts screaming like ah! yeah being like really helping being very helpful yeah. you're like you are what are you for yeah you do go, nothing go away <laughs> right uh then steve arrives at, at home and he realizes that the gravestones were moved when his company built the subdivision, but not the bodies. Mm -hmm. He's like made that connection, and somehow his boss is like there. Well, his his boss drove him home. I'm not sure why. Okay, but his boss gave him a ride home. His boss drove him home, and his boss. He's like yelling at him. He's like, "Yo, yo, I can't believe you did this. You didn't move the bodies. (laughs) You only moved the headstones." Yeah, he's pretty. He's pretty. Pretty. Yeah, he's pretty pissed. Yeah, the family flees her home, and it's destroyed by the poltergeist. Like it kind of sucks itself it's in a little bit. Swallowed into like a black hole, like a portal. nexus type thing. Yeah, disappears entirely. Um, then the family they get to Holiday Inn, injured, terrified, just like spent, ready to just try to sleep it off. Dana's and, still in her date outfit. Yeah, I know. <laughs> and then Steve rolls out the TV and just chucks it out, and then that's the end. Yep. Da, 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 da. Yeah. That well was, done. Yeah, that was pretty, pretty, um, pretty succinct. De- detailed. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. So, I guess, did you find this masterpiece scary? <laughs> um, okay, so I, this is a movie that growing up I had taped off of TV. And so I probably watched it 50 times growing up. Mm-hmm. Um, like, really, really knew it by heart. The first one and the second one. Yeah. Um, and, I, as a kid, fully definitely thought it was creepy. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if it was the kind of thing that ever, like, scared, like, gave me nightmares or anything like that. Because um, the the scary component is, is not real tangible. You know, mm-hmm. like, you don't really see a lot of images or visual, visuals or... Or things like that that would get like stuck in your brain as as like a kid, mm-hmm. um, but it was very creepy to to watch it. And Somebody obviously, I loved head. it because I watched it over and over and over again. Yeah, um, watching it as an adult, what really um, resonates with me is how much of a Steven Spielberg movie it is. Mm-hmm. Like to me, it feels like the especially the opening scene, like we were describing, like the you know the suburban landscape and everything. Mm-hmm. It's like that could just as easily be ET or Close Encounters of the Third Kind, like any of those movies where he utilized that setting, mm-hmm. um, yeah. and it just has like a very like um, charming but genuine like representation of Americana. Yeah. Um, and so I feel like, yeah, like watching it as an adult now, I feel like that tempers the scariness of it a little bit because it makes it feel very like homey, very familiar and like comforting, like Mm -hmm. having that setting. And so maybe that's like, 
um, you know, kind of the perfect uh, scenario to then introduce something that's supposed to be terrifying because it's like hitting you where you feel most safe. Mm -hmm. Um, But, um, you know, the, the effects are a little dated, some more than others. Like the part where you're describing when the, the guy's like face starts falling off in Mm -hmm. the mirror. Um, it looked, I mean, that looked exactly like the, uh, the Nazis at the end of Raiders of the Lost Ark. Like the, you know, the effects were not very realistic looking, obviously because it was all with like literal, you know, they didn't have Tom Savini. They sure didn't. And they certainly didn't have CGI. So they were doing what they could. Mm. Um, but yeah, it, it was there was some creepy shit in it, and I think that um, it has the potential to be to be like kind of creepy. But I wouldn't say that it was it's very scary. Like I feel like even as a kid, I don't remember being like really terrified by mm-hmm. it. I really liked it, yeah, um, and I kept going back to it. Um, but I don't don't remember it really ever scaring me. Yeah. yeah. What about you? Do you think it's scary? Uh, no. No. No, not really. I mean, I always thought it was fun and entertaining. Yeah. I liked it. Like, I, but, you know, I feel like I watched it too late. Oh, you were too old when you saw it well, the first time? Well, I watched time? it when I was, like, in high school or something. Oh, yeah. yeah. You know, and at that time, it had already been uh, made fun of yeah. too much. Like, in, like, Ace Ventura. Like, this house is clean and yeah. all that. So it was, like, a cliche by yeah, that point. Yeah, or they're here. Like, it was already made, like, a joke. Yeah. In a lot of ways. So when I watch the movie, I'm like, oh, that's where that's from. Yeah. So, I, I mean, I enjoyed it and I liked the idea, but, like, I didn't find it terrifying. I mm-hmm. found it kind of, I'm like, eh, this is fine. Not, like, super compelling. Um, I did like the fact that it was it was set in a suburban setting, it basically to make people who are watching it feel like this could happen to anybody. Right. You don't have to You don't to have go. to be in, a, like, a spooky old-ass yeah. house yes. in the middle of the English countryside. You don't have to move to, like, a haunted place. Like, don't go there. There's yeah. hauntings there. <laughs> you don't have to be in the middle of a dark forest. <laughs> yes. You just are living your life, and then, you know, like, a haunting starts, and you're like, well, this is unexpected. I yeah. don't know. Yeah, because they are, they're, like, a very, like, a uh, wholesome, like, nice family. Yeah. You know? Except with that daughter getting all those hickeys all but the But that's time. the thing is that, like, that that was, that was, I feel like that was realistic, you know? Like, that's what a 16-year-old girl was doing in 1982. Like, she was <laughs> absolutely, like, representative of, you know, a family, like a normal mm-hmm. average suburban family. Like, that's what a 16-year-old girl would do. She'd go out and get hickeys. Go, go out and make out. Or like the part where um, at the the final scene when she's talking about when Diane's telling her how they're going to be staying, um, they're not going to sleep there that night. And we're like, oh, we're going to stay at the Holiday Inn or whatever, blah, blah, blah. And she goes, oh, I remember that place. And Diane's like, what? And she's like, uh, nothing. Nothing. <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about, Mom. I Ooh. certainly have never gone to that hotel with my boyfriend. I don't know. Jeez. <laughs> oh, Teens. Yeah. Um... Yeah, I mean, I would say, like, watch it because it's it's a big part of horror cinema. And yeah. And it's really, it's a fun one. Yeah. So I would say, like, don't watch it to be terrified. No. But it's definitely fun. And I love Craig T. Nelson, so. I love him. Oh, and I him. love Joe Beth Williams. I mean, it's just, it's a really, it's a cool cast. Yeah, it's it's a good one. Um, so what was, I think, were you going to 
talk about <laughs> all because you're crazy. Yeah. I watched the movie. That's what I committed to the movie. Mm-hmm. And you watched all the sequels and the, and remake. the remake. Yeah. So here's the thing. So why wouldn't I? Because I own all of them on DVD. So yeah. they're right there. And Girls Got Laundry to Fold. And so mm-hmm. this, this is what I do. So um, like I said, I, I grew up with the first and the second um, on tape at home. So I had watched those, you know, enough times to really know them by heart. And then um, it was years later when I watched the third sequel. Mm-hmm. Um, well, I guess it's the second sequel, Poltergeist 3. Um, and then the remake that I came, I think I, I looked at, I think it's like 2015 was when the remake um, mm-hmm. came out. So naturally I, you know, bought that and watched that. Um, so, you know, I think that, uh, you know, as far as the second one goes, I think in a way the second one is it's hokier, um, but it has some elements that are almost scarier than some of the elements in the original one. Because the second mm-hmm. one is where they introduce the preacher character, mm-hmm. um, and he is supposed to be the demon that or the beast that Tangina was referring to in the first one, but uh-huh. you never see him manifested in the first one. And yeah. in the second one, they kind of reach further back and they flesh out the story of how these, these souls, these lost souls and this evil um, entity ended up um, in that space under their house in the first place. Mm-hmm. And so then you get the character of this, this preacher um, in the second one. And he is scary. Mm-hmm. Like that, that man, like that actor and that performance is fucking scary mm-hmm. um the movie as a whole like the concept was just it was kind of ridiculous yeah <laughs> um i don't really i mean i watched it but have really not much recollection what yeah happened so like it picks remember. up really quickly after the the first one ends where they um have moved in with diane's mom mm-hmm. um the whole family except Dana. You never Dana doesn't well obviously we'll we'll talk about why yeah. Dana isn't in the sequel. Yeah. Um but Robbie and Caroline and Steven and Diane are living with Diane's mom. Um and like trying they're like dealing with the insurance companies about like wh- like what's your claim when your house disappears. Yeah. <laughs> You're like, well those demons. Yeah. They sucked in the house. And so then they end up the other character that they introduce is um this Native American guy, Taylor, who's actually the actor that was in one flew over the cuckoo's nest. Oh, I love him. Um, yeah, he's wonderful. And so he is kind of like um, Tangina, like brings him in for his, you know, experience and skill with, um, you know, dealing with the other side and things like that. Um, and so it's it's kind of like it turns out because as they say in the first one that a poltergeist attaches itself to a person, not a place. So the mm-hmm. poltergeist, like the evil, is still attached to Carol Ann. Mm-hmm. And so even though the house is gone and they've moved somewhere else, it still finds her and it's mm-hmm. still pursuing her. Oh, and okay. so Tangina and Taylor are there, like still trying to help them, like you know, break that tie or you know, banish him forever and all of that. Um, so it's it's some of the same creepy stuff of the talking toys and you know and then Carol Ann vanishes again and and some some repetitious st- like, stuff. Where did you go again? Yeah. Um, oh gosh. And so and the end is is especially dumb. But there is one part where because um, the evil is trying to get to the family through Stephen mm-hmm. and so Craig it, T Nelson is getting drunk on tequila and he swallows. I mean this back there were worms oh, in the I tequila bottle. That. 
Yeah. Okay. So before he swallows it, though, it show, like it zooms in on the worm in the tequila bottle, and this eye opens in the side of the worm, and so you're like, oh shit! And so then he swallows the worm, and he gets possessed, and mm-hmm. then he's attacking Diane, and she like knows it's not him, and she's like, I love you. This isn't you. I love you. And so he starts fighting back against the evil, mm-hmm. and ends up vomiting out this like thing that it almost looks like something out of an alien movie mm-hmm. but then it it turns into ultimately like somewhat of a, a human form and it's supposed to be the preacher's form but he has no skin mm-hmm. and he has no legs he just has these little like chicken drumstick things like in the back but he's like crawling away and he's got this crazy face and shit so that part like they they had fun with like almost like Savini-esque effects mm-hmm. um, where it wasn't you know obviously it wasn't CJ so it was like models and robotics and, and things Things like that and it was gross and mm-hmm. and upsetting and so yeah. I remember that being a part like when I was younger that I was like oh my like, god wow. so um, yeah, I did crazy. I did like that part too and there was some you know not problematic appropriation of Native American culture but it wasn't you know probably wasn't very accurately represented um, what what <laughs> yeah. Um, but and so in the end, like, you know, it's it's all a happy ending again. Um, and then the third, um, the second sequel, the only uh, performers that they got back for that one were Heather O'Rourke, who is Carol Ann, mm-hmm. and then Tangina, Zelda Rubenstein as mm-hmm. Tangina. Those are the only two characters um, that came back for the third one. And but they brought on Tom Skerritt mm-hmm. and um, Nancy Allen and um Oh my gosh, and now I'm blanking on her name, who's in, um, she was in Men in Black, and she, uh, she looked, at the time, she looked exactly like Winona Ryder when she was super young. Laura Flynn Boyle. Oh, uh uh-huh. Um, so basically the premise is, is that Carol Ann's parents have sent her to go live with, it's Diane's sister, which Mm -hmm. is kind of interesting because they never mentioned Diane's sister. When Diane's mom dies in the second movie, there's no sister to be spoken of to show up for a funeral or anything. Mm -hmm. But now all of a sudden in the third one, Diane has a sister who's married Mm -hmm. to Tom Skerritt in Chicago and Carol Ann has been sent to live with them and their daughter, who is Laura Flynn Boyle. Mm -hmm. And of course, the preacher is still pursuing Carol Ann. And so you have this whole, it's almost like um, like a diehard Nakatomi Plaza, like this high, because I think it's supposed, they want you to think that it's taking place in the Sears Tower in Chicago. Mm-hmm. Um, Willits Tower, as it's called now. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, it's this whole like running around this high rise building in Chicago and, um, you know, kind of some of the same stuff, but uh, all in good fun. Um so that and then that was the third one, um, and then the remake. I thought the remake was really fun. I liked it a lot. It had <laughs> Sam Rockwell as the dad, um, and uh, it, it used a lot of the same elements, but it didn't. You know, it wasn't shot for shot, frame for frame. There was a couple of little nods, like the the bent up silverware, like you see that. Mm-hmm. Um, but they got a little creative and changed some things up a bit. Um, the clown is in there. Um, mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, they had the CGI effects and everything. So that made a lot of the parts look a little bit different. Um, but I really liked the remake, too. I liked it, too. I love Sam Rockwell. I'll watch him in anything, especially uh, after um, My Chai Guide. I'll oh. watch him in anything. So yeah. he's, like, my favorite. So, um, 
I remember thinking, oh, this is fun. But yeah. I, did, I was like, I need to watch this more, like, once a year, like other horror movies. I'm going to be like Katie and watch this regularly. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, nah, yeah. I'm fine. I don't need to watch it again. But I, I remember liking it. No, yeah, not it's thinking, fun. I didn't think it was bad. No. Um, I thought it was a good nod to the original. Yeah. The, um, yeah, so. It, it, it struck that good balance. I think anytime the remakes is like, it it should have elements in it that fans of the original recognize mm-hmm. the, the nod, mm-hmm. um, but that it reinvents it enough so that it's current and it utilizes what you're able to do with film now mm-hmm. um, and makes it like still interesting to see, even if you know the original as well as I do. Yeah, um, I don't know as well as you do, but um, I would say it's definitely a f- fun, and the remake is too. I think they're both they're pretty pretty good. So I would say like eventually, I'll watch it with my kids, but my children are yeah, it's gonna take a while. Frady cats. Yeah. <laughs> really. Well, the thing is, I think that yeah, for for a lot of kids, like it it's it's a good it's a good type of scary. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not gonna scar them for life. It's not gonna keep them up for weeks. But it's it'll scare you in the moment and maybe for that night, you know. Yeah, maybe in the in that night. Yeah. Um so I do have some fun facts about the movie. How fun are they? So well okay. <laughs> First of all, it's a Steven Spielberg produced movie. Mm-hmm. Not he didn't direct it or he wouldn't like wasn't supposed to. It was um Forbidden for him to actually direct the movie, even though he was there a lot on set. Forbidden why? Because he was contractually obligated to direct E.T. Like, he was supposed oh. to be doing that. Okay. Um, even though he was, like, super attached That's to right, this movie. That's right, because they were released in the same year. Yes. So he was, um, he really wanted to direct it. He had, like, a big hand in it being made, but then wasn't able to, like, do be that. As the studio was like, yeah. no. So then... Um, who was it? Toby Hooper, who did um, Texas Chainsaw Massacre. The original? It says eventually became... Okay, so yeah, they were working... He was working on what would eventually become E.T. And he got creative input from Texas Chainsaw Massacre's Toby Hooper to direct the film because he couldn't. Okay. Um, but he kind of really had a huge hand. He, he was yeah. pretty heavy-handed and he was there a lot. Um, yeah. setting it up definitely shots feels like his movie yeah yeah he had a huge like impact he also wanted Stephen King to write Poltergeist oh. like the the yeah like the I feel like that was play. before Stephen King was writing screenplays right well what happened was they like had lunch and then um it said that he wanted too much money to write it King was, yeah Stephen King mm. and then also he wasn't like really into being hired help apparently to yeah. Steven to Spielberg or yeah. Also Drew Barrymore was she Consider read for the for part Caroline. and she like almost got it but then um Spielberg saw I feel like Heather she would have been a little old. She was an E. T. that same year. That's true. She was like six. That's true. So it wouldn't have been too old. Yeah. So it would have been a little bit and she was like a little tiny innocent yeah, yeah. child. Um but she was too sassy. She was yeah <laughs> She, yeah, I think it, she got the part she got for a reason. Yeah, yeah, she was perfect for Gertie. I don't know if she (laughs) would have worked for Caroline. But Spielberg saw Heather work at the MGM commissary eating with her mom and approached her, approached them and then offered her the role and she signed on the next day. Um, And then Spielberg had seen Barrymore for that movie, Poltergeist, and was Mm -hmm. like, "Mm, E.T. Yeah. (laughs) She could be an E.T. So Spielberg was constantly on sets. 
uh, it took a lot of people were like, whoa, so is Hooper actually directing this? He like was not really involved a lot and he's in and out and he had to like, um, he had to like, Spielberg had to put something in variety being like, kind of like publicly saying he did this yeah. movie speak so that like put put a squ- make it official squash this like yeah. rumors that he was not doing his job um because that's like not really good to, no you know. not yeah not for his reputation and everything but i could see it being if it was an issue of spielberg just contractually not being able to do it mm-hmm. like it people being like oh well so he's just to huber's director and name only but really steven spielberg is the one doing it he just can't yeah. officially be the one doing yeah, it basically um so then also it says spielberg was hands-on throughout the shoot literally um the where the when that uh, investigator like rips his face off yeah that was Spielberg's hands all throughout the scene of okay. him, like, ripping off the yeah. piece, the chunks and that stuff. That seems unnecessary. Yeah, because it was, like, really uh, expensive, the the dummy. Yeah, for sure. Whatever. So then uh, he didn't want to mess it up, so he's like, you do it. Like, I don't want to mess it up, the yeah. actor. Okay. Um, let's see. Then they also used real skeletons in the swimming pool with Joe Beth Williams, who didn't know until when she was doing it that yeah. there were real skeletons, which is crazy. Yeah, I kind of, I had looked that up because I remember, like, hearing that fact a while ago, and then I was like, okay, that kind of sounds like Horse maybe shit? that's a hoax or whatever. Like a creepypasta. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And I think that it it sounds like horseshit now because yes. now it would never fly. But so I was like looking it up and I looked it up on Snopes and I was like, you know, is this, you know, just a rumor or, you know, an urban legend mm-hmm. or whatever? Because when I had first heard the story, it was like, oh, because he, like real skeletons were actually cheaper than like, manufactured ones. Yes. Um, and I was like, but that's, I mean, legally, like, you know, all the laws surrounding human remains like that can't be possible yeah but um, we will donate their bodies to yeah well and, and what i um read was that like yeah it was the all of the skeletons that normally get donated to like medical schools and things like that uh-huh. um and that <laughs> thing i read it was the quote was like that they came mostly from india i'm like oh well, great okay. that's that's wonderful but um yeah and so then joe beth williams didn't know that they were real until you know well after but the other thing that i read in that um kind of like trying to figure out if that was true or not was that you know she was already uncomfortable filming that scene because um did did your notes turn up anything about the clown scene mm, that like no? the part where the clown is um attacking robbie yeah and so it was robotic that it was supposed to be strangling him it malfunctioned mm-hmm. and it was actually strangling him oh my god and they had to like oh, you know intervene and like pull it off of him because it was like literally choking him and that had happened like a day or two before they were gonna film the, so everybody was like already kind oh, of like edge. yeah not yeah. happy about things and then she has to go do this scene with all these skeletons so it's like yeah yeah that's kind of fucked up <laughs> yeah that's crazy oh my gosh well i didn't read that part or i didn't yeah, and that. I'd never heard that either that until I was, like, digging, because they didn't want to be like, they were real skeletons, and that turned out to be, like, a total hoax, and it, yeah. they weren't actually... Yeah, we'll get our one email, like, hey, dummies. Yeah, right? You losers. That's creepypasta. You're, You're so, so gullible. Stupid. And I'm like, well, fine. Fuck you, then. I'm gullible, then. Okay? I am gullible. Fine. Yeah. Um, so, also, Spielberg used his team to edit the whole movie. Like, it, they did the edits. Like, the reason it feels like a Spielberg movie... Mm-hmm. Which, um, especially from the 80s. Let's see. Oh, the uh, rating, R rating was contested, and it was made PG. Um, 
before PG then. or PG thirteen? PG because PG thirteen didn't exist. Right. What yeah. was what, what was PG thirteen created for? I Wasn't it a Spielberg know. movie that it was created for? I don't know. I don't know the exact history of the PG thirteen. I think. Situation. I think. Um, I think that my favorite murder might have covered, or maybe it wasn't my favorite murder. Maybe it was, um, it was some other podcast. But I remember hearing about that was some film that um, was, you know, it was the director was fighting against the R rating, but it clearly couldn't be PG, and that's when they created the PG thirteen. You should look it up right now. I'm gonna look it up right now. In the meantime, I will talk about the curses. Oh, dun dun dun. dun, dun, dun. Well, you know what, really. People listening, I think it's horseshit. I think it's just like what happened to people. So yeah, I don't think no, it's a curse. It was it was some bad luck and then a couple of random coincidences. Luck. So Heather Rourke is the major one. Poor little sweet baby angel. She um she died she's the focal point. She played Carol Ann. Um she's six years old when Poltergeist was released. Um she was misdiagnosed in 1987 with Crohn's disease, and then the following year, Aurora felt she got sick again, and her symptoms were like, uh, they were attributed to the flu, but then a day later, she collapsed and suffered cardiac arrest. Mm-hmm. And then she was airlifted to the hospital, and she died due to a, um, a bowel obstruction. Mm-hmm. They said that she was suffering from a, a congenital intestinal t- intestinal abnormality. Yeah. Just really sad. Just 12 years yeah. old. That's like just so sad and Well, tragic. that's why if you, you know, are unfortunate enough to watch the third one, like her face is extremely puffy throughout the yeah. entire, and it was it was a byproduct of the the illness that she was yeah. experiencing. Like it, she was on, um, what do you call it? Steroids. Yes, yeah. steroids, which make your whole face kind of puff get up. puff up. And, yeah. Um, it's just sad. Poor little girl. I can't, you know, feel yeah. bad for her. Um, then there's Dominique Dunn, who played Dana. Um, I feel like this was covered in My Favorite Murder, but it was, it could yeah. Be. The same episode that they did The Exorcist, um, the the killer in The Exorcist. They talked uh, about Dominique okay. Dunn dying. Yeah, and so Dominique Dunn, she played Dana, and um, in 1982, which is shortly after the movie <clears throat> came out, she separated from her partner, John Sweeney, and then in November of that year, he showed up at Dunn's house. He was, like, pleading for her to take him back. She refused, and he Sweeney grabbed her by the neck and choked her until she was unconscious, and she he left her to die in her driveway. And she, but she didn't die until in the ho- she didn't die until a couple days later in the hospital. Yeah, he just like but he like left her for dead. Yeah, He's like, hi, sure. you know, yeah. whatever. Um, so then, but then Sweeney was sentenced to six and a half years in prison, and was released after three years and seven months. So that's cool. You can for like struggle, strangle, yeah. strangle someone. Um, what. You know, I I guess if you're really mad, you're allowed to kill whoever you feel like. Yeah, as long as it's domestic abuse, then it's yeah. not a big deal. Yeah, it's really awful. So, And then um, the preacher Kane was yep. played by Julian Beck in 83. He was diagnosed with stomach cancer, um, which he, which he uh, took his life after the uh, second movie. But he kind of knew he was sick when yeah. he was making the Well, he the movie. died eight months before the movie came out. Yeah, so yeah. he knew he was sick. Um, and then Will Sampson, who played Taylor. Taylor, he died after undergoing a heart lung transplant, which had a really like low survival rate. But that so, was like a year after the second one came out too. So it's like yeah. that's another one where it's like, okay, that's not a that's not a movie curse. That's a coincidence. It's someone, yes, people die. It happens. Yeah, I guess it's just like. 
really what I think people are saying that it's, it's a curse is mo- probably mostly because Heather O'Rourke died yeah. so quick, like suddenly and, and tragically at such well, a I young think, age. Yeah, like with and Dominique with Dunn Jake, dying, Dominique Dunn like, too. yeah, with the first one. And then at that point, you know, it would just seem like this terrible tragedy. And then when Heather O'Rourke died, like... You know, during the th- then it was like, oh my god, again, it's happening again. You know, yeah, it's a lot. If any one of them had happened isolated, they would not have associated it with the movie at all. Yeah, yeah. Um, so. But it turns out, so I was, I my memory was not totally off. It was Indiana Jones and the Temple of Doom that led to the oh, creating of PG thirteen. Well, yeah, there you go. Because it was like they couldn't give it a PG, yeah. But Spielberg was powerful enough at that point where he was like, you're not going to give He's this like, an R you know rating. What? This is bullcrap. Yeah. So. We're okay. going gonna to make an in-between there. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. Which is good. I mean, there there is a lot there between needs, a PG a and an R. Gray area. So there should be a rating between the two. Yeah, I agree. I agree. So, um, let's see. I think that was all I had for, like, fun facts and fun the curse. Factos, fun yeah. factoids. Um, I don't know. I always like reading about movies, like, like what happens behind the scenes a lot and the yeah. production and who almost played different people. Like yeah. important roles and stuff because it's I think fun it would imagine. Yeah, it's fun to imagine. It's fun to like think of like what how the movie would be different. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's all kind of by chance. Like it's like if an actor's available, if you know some of it has to do, you know, not even really what the creators want to happen. And I mean, in the end, they're like, "Oh, that's fine," but like, yeah, maybe <laughs> like you were my third choice, but in the first two, were already <laughs> signed on to something else. Yeah, like. Silence of the Lambs, they wanted Gene Hackman. Like, who Ew. could imagine that? Ew. That's crazy. No. I'm like, mm, okay, I love Gene Hackman. I protest. But, nah. <laughs> I, I protest <laughs> even the no. idea of this potentially happening in the past. Yeah. 1990? No. No. <laughs> Can't happen. What was this, 89? We were, like, tiny. So. Yeah, I, st- I would have fought it. Yeah, you would have fought it. <laughs> you would have shown up with your tiny fist. This is bullcrap! No! <laughs> I haven't even seen this movie yet, and I know it's wrong! <laughs> um, so, oh, yeah, and so for the, the parent angle, like, you yeah, know, we kind of already, already mentioned really it quickly. a bit. So Grace, yeah. um, she had seen the original and the remake a while back, um, and, I, you know, I haven't made her suffer through... Um, either of the sequels. Although, I mean, I do I do maintain that it's not suffering through the second one. The second one, although as it goes along, gets sillier and sillier, mm-hmm. that preacher character saves it. Yeah. Um, and makes yeah. it... I remember that you know, guy's face being terrifying. Yeah, yeah it's not okay. Yeah. Um, but, um, yeah, that's the thing is, is it's uh, the inappropriate... The things that would make it problematic for a kid, you know, is, is frightening stuff... Uh, violent or gory stuff, and then, like, adult content. Well, there's no adult content whatsoever in any of them. I mean, except, well, in the first one where Diane is, like, it, like, kind of resting with just her long t-shirt, and then, like, the poltergeist starts lifting it up. Like, that's kind of creepy, but I don't know. Like, Yeah, I don't, but it's not sexual. Well, but it's, like, a weird innuendo a little bit. It would only be innuendo to an adult. I guess so. Um... And and yeah, you don't you don't see anything. It's actually kind of funny how um, I was just thinking that when I was rewatching it, how aggressively her character is trying to keep her top down. Mm-hmm. When I think feel like if you were being attacked by an unseen evil force, that mm-hmm. wouldn't be my primary concern. Is like, oh my god, my panties are showing. Ah! <laughs> you know, um, but yeah, like they're very careful to not show anything. Um, 
And so, you know, there's no violence whatsoever. Like, there's a little bit of, like, gross stuff. But mm-hmm. I wouldn't even really call it gore because except for the part where the guy's face is coming off, it's not, mm-hmm. like, human blood or human injury. You know, yeah. there's, like, random, like, gross stuff. Yeah. Um, and then that part where his face is coming off is so fake looking. I mm-hmm. mean, just so, so not believable at all. Um, and I so- was more upset about him grabbing the meat from the fridge. Oh, yeah. Just by the you're, you're like, like, this na- is the unsanitary. Like, where... He, like, takes his fist and, like, can't, like grabs it. <laughs> like, you do some chips. Yeah, like, like, why eh, is there why is there a steak meat. laying in the fridge? Like, uncontained. What the hell Yeah. That? And that probably wouldn't be problematic for I a kid. I was very upset, Katie, and I hated it. Just like in the screen where she uses someone else's hairbrush. Ew, yeah, you fixate on some, I do. some interesting little you know tidbits. What? I am who I am, okay? I'm not, not judging you. Upset. I'm not judging you. you. You really bring a unique perspective to the dialogue. <laughs> You're like, but let's talk more about the hairbrushes. I was more upset by the meat. Yeah. Than the face. So I actually feel like this is a good one for parents that have kids that want to watch something scary and you're not sure, um, you know, what to work with because there's no swearing, there's no sex, there's no titties, there's no, you know, like yeah. all, all of that stuff is not there. But it's a, it's pretty creepy and yeah. it's got some scary parts. And so if you have a kid that wants to watch a scary movie, this is kind of a good choice. It's a good, like, introduction if, it, if they don't mind they like a little bit creepy and yeah i mean if the goal is like because that's what with grace is like she wanted to watch something scary Mm -hmm. you know so obviously if your kid doesn't want to watch something scary don't show them poltergeist but if they're looking to be scared like Mm -hmm. this is a good level for that kind of beginner where it's not like i said it's not going to scar them for life it's not going to keep them up for weeks but it will probably creep them out and maybe give them a bad dream or two Mm -hmm. but if they want to be scared then that's that's what you're looking for, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. and it's like there's not a bunch of stuff that you need to worry about or explain away or whatever, you know. Yeah, I agree. I think it'd be always I think it'd be pretty fun movie night with kids who yeah. who want to see something kind of scary. Yeah. So. And that applies to all of them, like all three of the originals and the remake, like they're the the remake you might say would only be a little bit scarier because it has the uh, added advantage of the CGI effects. Mm-hmm. So some of the stuff is a little bit more realistic yeah. looking, yeah. Um, which might make it a little scarier, but it it doesn't it's still like. I mean, there's there's the part where, you know, the parents are about to... Sam Rockwell is about to, like, get it on, and there's the whole thing. Like, he's taking his pants down or whatever. But there's, like... Again, there's no nudity. There's, like, there... It's kind of a cute moment where he and his wife are, like, about to get busy, and then, you know, the son shows up in the doorway, like, I can't sleep! And he's like, oh, shit, pulling his pants (laughs) up, you know? Um, So, you know, there's, like, that... But, again, that's innuendo that, you know, a younger kid, they'd miss it entirely, and an older kid, it's it's not really problematic, not in deal. my opinion. Yeah. So, parents, you heard it here. <laughs> Watch this with your children. Yeah. If you... Learn it. Want Love to. it. <laughs> yeah. So, I think this is a pretty good, good um, discussion. Um, good synopsis. If you do say facts. so yourself. <laughs> I don't want to chew my own horn. But usually my synopsis are like five minutes and then I'm like, yeah, this was, this was, but I, I feel like you felt like it was longer than normal because you were talking fast. It felt 
really long. I felt like I was talking for 45 minutes. You're like, God damn it, I can't be like Katie. Like, and then, <laughs> and then I'm like, I'm going to give just as much detail in my synopsis of the sequels. Oh, yeah, right? <laughs> Sit back and relax. I know. I'm like, tell me all about it, because I don't remember crap. I yeah. just remember the preacher... The, like, shaman and yeah. the Tangina. I don't and then really you know. forgot about the tequila worm. Yeah, and then I remembered. I was like, oh. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I remember that. That was gross. Yeah. Well. Oh, and I did you know. I did say that Tangina was in the third one, too, right? Yeah. Because oh, she, she, uh, she and Heather O'Rourke were the only two that, that were in the third one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I Craig love T. Nelson and Jobeth Williams were like, fuck no. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm busy doing coach. Yeah. That's what Craig T. Nelson said. <laughs> and Jobeth was like, I'm busy looking for other work <laughs> i'm busy doing literally anything else yeah okay <laughs> but speaking of her so um this is like completely unrelated but i watched the big chill yesterday oh wow have you ever seen Throwback. that yeah it has so an amazing had, soundtrack yeah it, that's that's exactly uh, the, my takeaway was it was like that was the best soundtrack in cinematic history but it was mm-hmm. a movie that i first like you know maybe heard something about years and years ago and i was like oh i want to see that like looking at the cast and all of those like big names like this ensemble cast i was uh-huh. like oh i really want to see that but it was like you know never available and I didn't pursue it super actively but then HBO Max just added it yeah and so I was like perfect and so I watched it and I realized it is not the kind of movie that stands up to like a decade of anticipation no I was watching it and I was like, like that was fine it and they're like where a friend took his own life and they're like oh I'm sad about stuff and they're like there's some great music and they're like let's get drunk and let's do that I can't honestly don't remember much about what happened I mean that's really it it's (laughs) really and there's a couple of like hooking up what makes it insanely amazing is the soundtrack and that's what literally it's like known to be like one of the best soundtracks and like along with like Forrest Gump (laughs) well and I think that I feel like it underutilized some of the performers because I've never seen Kevin Klein like and he was shining in that movie and it still wasn't full on Kevin Klein I love Kevin Klein I know he's spectacular like I've Mm -hmm. never seen him in a movie where it wasn't incredible and this one I was like oh "Oh, even Kevin Klein couldn't couldn't elevate it yeah Grace yeah. and I love In and Out. Yeah, honestly. Me too. It's yeah, so and like Fish Called Wanda mm-hmm. and Fierce Creatures. Like he's just. Yeah, I love him. He's brilliant. There's a movie I watched again recently that it's called The Anniversary Party. Did you ever see that? It was like super, super, so. super duper independent movie. Yeah. And it has, um, shoot, Jennifer's Jason Lee. Okay. And Alan Cummings. Okay. And they're a, a couple, they're throwing their six-year anniversary party. They live in the Hollywood Hills. Yeah. Um, they're throwing a party, because six years, I guess, is a long time for people mm. in Hollywood. In Hollywood, yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's like 50 anywhere else. Yeah. And, but they recently just reconciled. Mm-hmm. Like, they, like, she was like, he moved back to, Lent. I can't remember where he was, and, like, he moved away, and, because um, he's British, and uh, then he comes back, and she's, like, a really famous but, like, kind of lose, not, like, super on top of her career anymore actress. Mm-hmm. And her best friend is Phoebe Cates, like, in real life. Aww. And they, she and her husband, Kevin Klein, they mm-hmm. come to the, they play themselves, but kind of, like, characters of them, caricatures okay. of themselves. Yeah. And they bring their actual children. They're in the movie, too. Uh-huh. And then they have, like, a crazy night with oh, them. Wow. And it has the chick who's in... Uh, Flashdance, she's in it. Gen- Jennifer Beale? Yeah, Jennifer Beale, like a whole bunch of people. And Karen is in it from My Favorite Murder. She ha- plays like a really sh- Karen short... Karen Kilgariff? Yeah. Like, oh my God. Like, came out in like 2000, 2001. Oh, wow. And she's like, it's a sh- short 
little yeah, part, little but she part. plays a song with her guitar. That's amazing. And it's really good. And well, I rewatched it like several years ago. I was like, holy crap, is that Carrie Kilgore? <laughs> um, but Kevin Klein's in it, and mm-hmm. I love him. He's, yeah. Um, so, yeah, I don't know. I, give it a watch if you really like Kevin Klein. He, I do. He's yeah. in it for a lot of, like, I would say three. At least half or three quarters. John C. Riley's in it. A whole bunch of people that oh, you'd wow. recognize. Um, yeah, yeah. So it, yeah, that's why I kind fun. of felt like Big Chill would be because and and the Jeff Goldblum presence. Mm-hmm. Like he was he was top like top level Jeff Goldblum. Like he was giving a hundred percent Jeff Goldblum performance. Um, and it was just like the whole thing. It, it wasn't bad, but yeah. I think it was just because it had. I'd been thinking about watching mm-hmm. it for so long, and then I was finally watching it, and I was like, yeah. "Oh, that was okay." <laughs> but I was like, "Oh, look at Joe Beth Williams not being poltergeisted." <laughs> yeah, that's nice. That's like, nice I don't for think you. I've ever seen her in anything mm-hmm. other than the poltergeist movies, and now this. Yeah, like so. apparently, I. But was it her that she did like a tell-all book or something? I can't remember. Oh, yeah, I, have no I could idea. be mistaken, but um, yeah, I have movies like that. Like I re- no, in the past like six or seven years, I watched Titanic finally. Mm. Oh, you've never seen it? No, oh, I've never seen it. Yeah, what'd you think? It was fine. Yeah, it was okay. I felt like it was built up too much. Yeah, but then I watched it with the kids um, mm-hmm. uh, over Christmas break because my kids were uh, reading. The graphic novel I Survived of mm. t- the Titanic. Yeah. And because they really like those books, and there's yeah, a graphic novel, they're reading it, and they're telling me all these factoids about the Titanic. Um, apparently, it sank this day, actually, yeah. April 15th, how many years ago? Um, oh, really? Yeah. And so they're telling me all these facts about it, and they're like, We're, we really w- want to watch. Uh, um, the movie Titanic. Mm-hmm. I was like, well, there is the movie, you know, yeah. like we could watch it. So we watched it, and, and Deke was like, um, is that guy still alive? Is he still, is he famous? Like Leo DiCaprio? Leo DiCaprio. I was like, yeah, a little bit. A little bit, a little bit. He's done okay. He's fine. He's pretty good. Yeah. Well, that's like Tommy's reading. They um, They thought it was fun. Uh, they were reading Romeo and Juliet in his mm. literature class this year, and I was like, oh, you know what you should watch, because I had already shown Grace the Leo, Romeo and Juliet, mm-hmm. um, a few years ago, and we have it, and I was like, oh, yeah, and he was like, well, we're watching one, and I was like, does it have Leonardo DiCaprio in it? And he was like, yeah, I was like, that's amazing that that's the one you're watching in school. You know, that's I so feel cool. like a teacher our age, mm-hmm. or would even be like, older, this is how like, you know I'm going to, I'm going to hook these that. kids in. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Cause it, I mean, and it's really, one. it's a, it's a brilliant interpretation that mm-hmm. still utilizes the actual language. John is oh, amazing. Yeah. And I, and I, it's funny because I always try and think of like when I'm watching a movie with my kids of like, Oh, what have they seen them in? What, what, animated film has this guy done voices for and it's like you know John Leguizamo was the sloth in all the Ice Age movies oh, yeah yeah um but my favorite was when I was watching um so for Tommy's um religion class they have this like long list of um movies that they you know have to they get they have to watch a certain number every quarter and they have to write like a connection and it's like basically like a scripture connection because it's a religion class yeah um and but they get extra points if a parent watches the movie with them and then like writes something. And so mm-hmm. I'm like, perfect, like sign me You're up. Like, this is that, like, you know what? I have a podcast. I've been born for this movie. movie and so, podcast. Um, but they also get extra points if the movie's black and white. Mm-hmm. And what I love about this is the list has all these movies on it that have asterisks, and those are movies with female leads. Mm-hmm. And so every student is required to watch at least two female lead movies so that mm-hmm. they like. Even the boys like have to watch 
fried green tomatoes or you know whatever. <laughs> oh, I love fried green tomatoes. It's yeah. one of my favorite movies. Um, but Always so we were watching. Um, my Tommy cold, was dead like. Heart. He was looking for a high, um, like a high point value, whatever thing. And um, so he's like looking at Schindler's List. And it's like, I love Schindler's List. Like, I watch it every few years, but it's so disturbing. Yes. Yeah. And Tom does not understand that about me. Like, why I would ever rewatch, because I also rewatch Deer Hunter every couple years. Yeah. And he doesn't get like why you would want, why would you would enjoy watching a movie like that repeatedly. Well, it's compelling it's storytelling. It's and it's beautiful. so well done. And it's people's actual life stories. Yeah. And it needs to be remembered. Right. Um, so that's why I, I watch it too. Like, I get it. Yeah. But there are things that I, I call hate watching. And like okay. Ozarks, for example, I've been trying mm-hmm. to watch that show and I'm always like, ugh, like I want to watch it. Makes it, you I'm angry. Like, ugh, like, yeah. I just can't, I call it hate watching. Yeah. So I'm like, I want to know what happens, but, like, do I want to that much? Yeah. I don't know. But it was funny. So we were watching Schindler's List, and um, uh, I was like, oh, you know, that's that's the Mandarin from Iron, uh, Iron Man 3, Ben Kingsley. I was like, look, uh-huh. you've seen him in Iron Man 3. That's the Mandarin. And then I'm, like, trying to think. Try, I'm like, oh, and Liam Neeson, like, you know, he's in the Star Wars movies, and you know him from Taken. this and this. And then I, well, Tommy hasn't seen any he's Taken movies. Taken? He's in no, all of them? Oh, no, no. Okay. We do own them all, but we haven't. Yeah. Yeah. But um, but then I was, like, thinking, I'm like, oh, my God, Ray finds I'm like, Tommy, that's Voldemort. <laughs> He was like, "What?" And I'm like, "Yeah, that's Voldemort." <laughs> and you know, I'm like, "Picture crazy? him without a nose." Oh my gosh! <laughs> what's insane is I remember watching that Schindler's List by myself as I was one to do in college, um, and it was like the movies were gonna uh, had come out already. The Harry Potter ones, a few of them. Okay. And they're like in the process of casting, um, like more people mm-hmm. from the books, and I remember thinking to myself. He's British. He'd be an amazing he's Voldemort. Evil. He's evil. So he's like embodies. Yeah. Eamon Goth embodies evil. And yeah. it's not like my idea of anyone knew about this, but it was a crazy coincidence. Yeah. So I was like, that's crazy yeah. that that ended up happening and he did such a good yeah. job. Well, it's funny because I don't role. think I, I don't know if I've ever actually watched The English Patient all the way through, but like him in Ugh, Red Dragon. So boring. Like Sorry. he's. Oh, yeah. He was amazing in that. Horrible. Mm-hmm. Like, how is he so horrible? <laughs> He's really that movie's crazy. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. I loved him in that too. He he's he's really crazy and terrifying in that movie. But yeah. well, that so, was a tangent. We went on a tangent. You know Sorry. what, guys? You could have turned this off. That's yeah, fine. you could have. I mean, and really, I'm I'm looking at the clock on the computer screen. That was only an extra ten minutes. So we relax. haven't gone very far. We're yeah. just like we're trying to give you extra content. Little chit chat. Never you, hurt we're anyone. We're giving you okay? what you paid for. <laughs> Which is nothing. Which okay? is nothing. It's free. <laughs> yeah. We're sick of your crap. <laughs> and on that um, note, on next that time. Note, we are watching Don't. I almost said. <laughs> you almost said Don't Breathe. Don't Breathe from 2016. 2016. I have actually. I haven't watched that before. Yeah. So I'm I've only seen it once. It. Um, and I loved it. I thought it was really great. And I think I may be wrong, but I think it's one of those horror movies that came out and really got a lot of positive feedback on the performances so and the and the yeah. content and everything. I, I'm looking forward to it. Like, honestly, sometimes I shy away from movies like that because they make me too anxious. Oh, yeah, yeah. It is very, it is very uncomfortable and um, Somehow more, suspenseful. Yes. Somehow more anxious than, like, Halloween, where people are being chopped up and yeah. their heads knocked in. 
to me, don't breathe seems more yeah. anxious, like anxiety. Well, uh, and the, the other one, and I don't know um, if we want to throw this out there, but when I had suggested don't breathe last time, I was like kind of thinking correlating it to hush a little bit. Yeah, yeah. So, listeners, if you want to give that a check, yeah. check that out. Also, it's directed by my Mike not Flanagan. my boyfriend, because he's married to Katie Seagal, but not Kate Seagal. No, nope, not Katie Seagal. <laughs> no, yeah, like, wait, not, no. not Pe- Peg Bundy. <laughs> Peg Bundy. Kate Seagal. She's in Hush. She plays. Yeah, the she's the main she's character. the lead. But it's it's kind of um, there's some similarities um, in some of the themes and mm-hmm. the elements between the two movies that yeah. um, could be fun to to compare and contrast. Yeah, and I think Hush is in a lot of streaming services. Yeah, so yeah, and it's, it it has been for a long time. It's it. been kind of a standard. So and yeah, it's, it's a yeah. really fun watch. Yeah, and I don't need to watch Hush again because I've seen it many times. I think I've I watched just, that one two or really three times. Short. So yeah, it's like a fun watch just to. But you know. but it is not one that you can be scrolling on your phone while you watch it. And really, don't no, breathe isn't either. Yeah. It, one of these that's not um, not dialogue based. Like it's very visual because part of the element of the there's story like is that there's no audio. So yeah. you need to be watching. Yeah, you can't you have be, to be looking engaged. at your phone. <laughs> right, right. Yeah, you have to be engaged and like um, it's, think of it as like a foreign language movie because there's like a lot of exactly. ASL and stuff happening yeah. too. That, that's when you, when I realize how much I look at my phone while I'm watching movies is mm-hmm. when I'm watching something with subtitles yeah. and I realize like, oh, I have no oh, idea what's going yeah. on. <laughs> yeah. Which reminds me of that movie Coda. I watched that one. Yeah. I still haven't watched that one yet. I should. It's pretty good. I yeah. really enjoyed it. I've I thought it was, things. I thought it was, um, it was sweet. I mean, I'm not I heard it cry. won some sort of award on the, on the Will Smith, uh, slap show. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it's uh, I I I I think it's a good one. I, yeah. I I I would recommend it. So it it earned Oscars for a reason. So. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So, well, on that note, I will we'll see you next time. Watch our movies. Enjoy them. <laughs> or else, good day. Bye. Bye.